0: Oh, what is going on, everybody? We have done it. It is a Friday. We have made it through three hours of tape television, and boy, sure, howdy, did two hours of it. Sure feel that way. Ooh. An way, to, it. way to go home. Way to go home for Saudi Arabia. Oh, fantastic. We're waiting for Dutch Mantel to get in here i just sent him a message two seconds ago supposedly we'll be popping in any minute here now okay There's little difficulties here but we shall see until then myself ricky chino and sp3 simple of the third we will be holding it down for you guys make sure to get your comments in throughout the show we are definitely going to be talking all about what happened tonight on rampage and smackdown yes but this has been an incredibly heavy heavy news week and just cannot wait to talk to dutch mantel about i mean where do we even start we got all the big news today that the undertaker will be in the hall of fame kind of a, a duh right wrestlemania in texas this year he's officially retired we kind of all figured that was going to happen Dutch obviously uh close with uh with Mark galloway, the man himself so hopefully we can get to talk to him about that Cody Rhodes apparently on his way back to uh to WWE as well and hell so is Stone Cold Steve Austin another guy uh that uh that Dutch is very very familiar with so can't wait to get to talk with uh with Dutch about everything but you know what SP3 all. I'll start with, by the way, Dutch is, uh, we're going to go behind the scenes here. This is great show. Uh, he's asking for the link one more time. If you can share the link with Dutch in the chat one more again uh, to get, <laughs> get into the
1: show. <laughs> I know we're go. working Pull the, curtain. We're, we're, Pull the curtain back. We'll
0: we're, we're just <laughs> break K-Fabi K- all over the place tonight, as Drew McIntyre would say. We'll just break it all over the place. We're off to a banner start. Uh, again, make sure to get your chats in. Make sure to give us the thumbs up, all the engagement. I'm sure you're enjoying everything that is going on right here as we wait for uh, for the man to get back in here. But uh, so I, I do want to start right here, because this was something we've talked about before on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, shameless plug, that I don't get a chance to watch everything, right? So i I have heard of Jay White, I know him more by reputation than what he actually than actually seeing him do his thing in the ring tonight. I'm a fan. I am a big fan of Jay White on both the microphone and inside the ring. And I think Trent Trent was the perfect first match for him inside of AEW. Those two obviously have tremendous chemistry with one another. And uh, those boys, those boys tore the house down tonight in the Rampage main event this
1: evening. In the switch by Jay White, I gave you the whole background on on him last week. And I was very happy, very pleased for someone that I've been screaming from the rooftop is so, so talented for him to get that spotlight on him tonight. And everybody seems to be very pleased with what they saw just a polished professional wrestler, technically proficient, the best counter wrestler in professional wrestling. And you saw that, yeah, with that tra- tonight. Yeah. tremendous finish to the, to the matchup as well. And on the mic, he delivers, he, he looks the part, he looks like a main eventer and it, he delivered in that match. But honestly, I feel like more people should be talking about Trent Baretta, who has become Mr. Rampage the last couple of weeks with match at, match of the night. whoa, whoa, whoa whoa whoa, night
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Rampage is hook show now. Are you are you are you telling me you're going back well, on this?
1: Well hook is the face. You could be the workhorse <laughs> of of Rampage and that's what Trent Beretta is. But uh I, I thought we had Dust Red tells about to bring a bid, but I guess he's still having technical difficulties there. Oh, but joy. there we go. There he is.
0: What? Right,
1: hey. Why don't y'all just
0: leave me out next time? Hot damn.
1: There he is. What the hell?
0: Better late than never. Oh, now we're going to get... Oh, hey, that's a nice nice looking house there, Dutch.
2: I've had a horrible day. Oh. Keep it up. Rick, Jeff. I got a bone to pick with you anyway. I won't do it now, but I'm going to have to find <laughs> did you. Did just, you have a horrible day? I, I just got to find real? you and just beat the crap out of you. Really? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs>
1: well, but why? Why are you offended?
2: I don't think I was talking to you,
1: Sid. Oh, okay.
2: I was talking to Rick.
1: My apologies. Yeah, okay, I'll let it go this time. <laughs> we got a Super Chat donation from Ozzy. Thank you, Ozzy. We always appreciate your Super Chat donations. Ozzy, you're not sorry hot.
2: for – Ozzy's not sorry for the Bengals. 4-1 out. Might Four, be one sorry one for Rick. i
1: for... hey, they did
2: it, sorry it, for me. They, they had a good game, Rick. They should have won that game.
0: They should have won that game. Hey, if
2: they'd have found that guy, what was his name, the receiver? Jamar Chase, yeah, he was streaking yep.
0: open by about two steps. All he needed guy, was Oh, the guy fell down. He was wide open. But I'm not gonna blame the referees, but Aaron Donald was offside on fourth and one. That's all I'm gonna say. He was offside, his head was over the football. They should have You know
2: it. what my bitch about the game was they called no penalties
0: Thank to you. the last That's, to the last minute. And I went, what the hell? Call it tight. Don't call anything, but just call it consistently for 60 minutes. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's all I ask. And they just oh, wait waited minute. until
2: Wait a minute, did I side with Rick then? Yes, you oh, did. I'll take that yes, back. Yes, I did. don't mean
1: it. Um, Ozzy says, sorry for the Bengals. Rick Samsey cheated by taking out the knee. Uh, yeah.
0: Look, both teams played that game clean as far as I'm concerned. It's just, yeah, the refs, refs screwed it up a little bit. But we'll be back. I, I think we'll be back. We were a year early. They are going to spend all the money. They will not on the be back.
2: Line, they be won't home. be back. Don't okay. they play in the most most – uh, competitive league in uh who's, who, who's in the same league with them?
0: What, Cleveland, the AFC?
2: Uh, Cincinnati. They play in yeah. AFC, right?
0: Yeah, they're playing the AFC. So, I mean, yeah, they got you know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and yeah. you, know, you got Justin Herbert and the Chargers and everybody looks at the young quarterbacks. I mean, Cleveland's got a good defense, I guess. But I yeah. hope they
2: do repeat, but I don't think they will. I don't think the Rams will repeat either.
0: Uh the Rams got some cap issues. And here's the thing the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl already with the worst offensive line in the league. So if they just upgrade that some bitch, I think we should be just and fine. They but have it is a whole bunch, money. They have a whole they bunch of money. They do have a too. lot of money. They do have a lot of money. Anyway, we're not here to talk about football, Dutch. Um we're not? No, I wish. I'm gone. See I wish <laughs> I wish after this smackdown, that's for damn sure. But uh <laughs> we'll get to the shows tonight. Obviously, this has been a heavy news week. It uh, has highlighted by the announcement that was made today uh that your good friend the undertaker will be yes. uh, the headlining uh name in the 2022 class of the Hall of Fame this yes. seems like an absolute slam dunk Duh announcement to make uh with WrestleMania in Texas this week right on the heels of the undertaker's retirement uh just you know talk about your boy and uh you know him him getting the call to the hall well i posted
2: on uh Twitter and I think Facebook or maybe an old program somebody sent me, and it had in the match the Undertaker when he was called the Punisher. It had the it said the Soul Taker that ended up being Godfather it had Stone Cold Steve Austin and me and I was in there and didn't know it, with three future Hall of Famers. But I don't even think the Hall of Fame was even invented then. But to think these guys would go so far, because and, and that's how the wrestling business used to be. They would go to smaller places and then work their way up like anything else. I think Mark left Memphis and he went to uh he went to WCW. Because he was trying to find his way to WWF back in those days. And I told him, I said, if I were you, I would go to WCW first. Let Vince get a good chance of looking at you and thinking about you. Give him time to think up something good. And that's what he did. I think he worked in WCW six months, nine months maybe. Then he got a call to come and talk to him. And, and he didn't go to Stamford to talk to him. He went to Boca Raton, Florida, where Vince's you know, summer home is. And he talked to him there and they came to an agreement. And, and and there's a lot of rumor about Mark and the gimmick. Of course, the gimmick made Mark, the Undertaker gimmick, and he'll tell you that. But I think a lot of rumor and innuendo that Vince invented that gimmick to personify himself. Because he was gonna live forever. You couldn't kill him. He couldn't die and and that was and that was vince which is why that i never thought <laughs> undertaker's winning streak at wrestlemania would ever be broken but and wh- where was it broken it was broken in new orleans
1: in new orleans where smackdown was yep. no, tonight. Tonight, yeah.
2: Yeah. and i was there that night vince was crying you know because it was like I don't think he really wanted to do it, but kind of been forced him to and undertaker wouldn't crime, but there was a lot of people around that backstage that had tears in their eyes. And I'm looking at, them like, what the hell is going on here? But they were all crying because it meant that much to Vince. Now he's going to, uh, induct him in the hall of fame. And when is it WrestleMania? What's the date on it?
0: Uh, second and third of April. Yeah. And
2: uh, that'll be another tear wiping time. They'll all be crying again, <laughs> crying and drinking. That's <laughs> now. A, that's what they're good. Uh, they're good at that.
1: I got a question for you, Dutch. You said you were backstage there at WrestleMania 30. We've long heard that the Undertaker, when he went behind the curtain, uh, he fell out and he had to be rushed to the hospital. Did you uh, see any of that or experience any of that?
2: No, I didn't see that. But he came through and he walked through. And then I think he was just, he was caught up in it too. Yeah. Was that where he went to the hospital there?
1: Yeah. That was the, the, the story that after that match, he had to be rushed to the hospital.
2: And Vince went with him, right? Yeah. That tells you all you need to know right there. Because Vince looks at Undertaker almost like a son. And that's not manufactured, that's a shoot. And I'm I'm glad those two guys get along because uh, Vince Vince loves Mark Calloway because you made him a lot of money. Of course, Calloway made him a lot of money and the company a lot of money. And that's why a lot of Mark's stuff was – I mean, like the Undertaker, just the character is is gimmicky enough. But when you watched an Undertaker match, it was a different type match from all the other matches on the card. Yeah. And he was probably ended up probably one of the best workers in timing, not necessarily in moves, but in timing, he ended up probably one of the greatest workers ever because there was nothing lost. There was no lost moves because everything he did wasn't rushed. And it was time for it. And it takes time to learn that. So he studied his craft and he perfected it. Of course, with the help of Vance helping him and all the other guys helping him because he was their star. So, and he, he was a good friend of mine. I booked him in Memphis, probably in the you know, 1989 or 1990. And so uh, I was in, the, when I was in the ring with those three guys, The match was horrible. No, I take it back. These guys were all green. The match wasn't horrible. It wasn't that good. (laughs) Just to be horrible would be an upgrade. And I, I do remember the match now because I think Steve Austin talked about it on his podcast one time. Because I think Steve's a smart ass and he don't care. So he got, and they were both from Texas. I don't know if they knew each other before. They may have. And I think they had worked a little bit for uh, the Dallas promotion. But I think uh, Austin got him backstage. He said, hey, big boy. He said, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to stretch you. And stretching means I'm going to take you down and tie you up. And Mark just looked at him and said, okay. So they went to the ring. (laughs) And I had heard him say that, and I said, I don't want these two to get in here. I mean, the match is not crappy enough without these two guys trying to display their damn amateur skills. So they go in the ring, and the people were so quiet, you could almost hear the vendor upstairs saying, popcorn, coke. And they locked up, and they took each other down, and I think Undertaker wrapped him up and just held him there for a while. And finally, I said, Mark, let him up. <laughs> I said, I'm begging you, let him up. And they got up and they're both grinning like 70 year old kids. And I said, so then we finished the match. Match only didn't go long, but if it went seven minutes, that was six minutes too long. But we got it in and, you know, and Mark, Mark's a really good guy because when, when he was here, when I was with him in Tennessee, we'd drive every day. And I bet I drove a hundred thousand miles with him. So when you drive with the same guy day after day after day, you you get to know him. And he told me his whole family history and and his. I think his father had passed away, and he had some brothers. So I got cued in on all that, and then he told me about his about his. He was a, a bouncer at a bar. He told me about some of the fights he had there. (laughs) He went to throw one guy out one night. and The guy says, he told him he had to leave and kind of grabbed his elbow. The guy said, I'll leave. But you ain't making me leave. And Undertaker said, okay, okay. Then finally, 15, 20 seconds, the guy's drinking his beer. He said, hey, man, we got to go. I'm going to go. But you ain't making me go. That's twice already. Third time went up and said, man, you got to go. He says, you ain't making me. Well, he said, "But well, that time, he said that time he slammed his head into to the bar and picked him up by his belt and threw him through the front door out. He says, now, you're out, stay out. So he just, he made him go. He said, no, you ain't making me go. But by God, he did. So I was in a, I was in a, a place with him in Knoxville one time. And I heard, a, I was way in the back, and the people recognized us because we were working for WCW. And they recognized us, and the bouncers let us in, you know, took us to a table. And, and I'm sitting at the table, but Mark had to go to the little boys' room, I guess. So I'm sitting back there, and I'm about to get in this argument with this guy about I was only one at the table, and they wanted me to get up. And I said, No, I got a friend come back. Well, where is he? I said, He'll be back here in a minute. Well, he's not here now. I said, wait a minute. Then I heard this big commotion up front. I went, damn it. I knew what had happened. I walked up there and there was one guy just laid out in the floor. He was knocked the F out. And what happened is, you know, I asked Mark. I grabbed Mark. I said, we got to get out of here. And when we left, you know, as soon as we pulled off, here the police come in. Well, we barely missed them. And I said, what the hell happened back there? He says, well, the guy come up to me and said, hey, you're one of them wrestlers, ain't you? He said, yeah. He said, I don't think you're so tough and kind of started pushing on him. Well, Mark just co-cocked him, knocked his
0: ass right out. I said, well, let's get out of here. Well, now we know why Michael Cole calls him the best pure striker in the business.
1: Uh, (laughs) Those are real strikes. (laughs) Um, We got a super chat. Donation from Ozzy, who was following up from his last Super Chat, said oh. he was talking about the new IC champion. It's Sammy, not Sam Z. Sam, Sam Z. S-I-S-A-M-I. No and, and then going
0: back to his last Super Chat, he said Sammy cheated.
1: Sammy didn't cheat tonight. Okay. That, was,
0: that was clean as clean gets. Uh, we will get there. Um, there's been some talk, uh, Dutch, on, on Twitter today. This is something that I brought up. Uh, was it about that, me? No, 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 no. About the Undertaker. That I, br- I brought up myself in the past before. Yep. That when he goes in, they should really just make him a class all of himself. What would you think of that idea if they just inducted him as the sole inductee of the 2022 uh, Hall of Fame draft class?
2: Well, they could if they wanted to. But I think that's – I mean, they can do what it's, – it's their deal. So they can do what right. they want to do. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'd have I'd induct him three times just to get the time in, you know what I mean? I'd induct him one time and let him say something and then go back and say, Well, and, and induct him again. Do it three times, it's never been done, and it'll never be done again. And the people would remember that, I would think.
0: I think if you did an entire night to the Undertaker, you could you could trot up McFoley, you could trot up Kane, Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon, obviously. Anybody in uh, the wa- his first wife, his first wife. You can trot up anybody make it you interesting. want to.
2: Make it interesting. You can so, trot up
0: anybody you want to. I know there are so many people over the years who have great undertaker. Hell, you could put Dutch Mantell up there and tell that bar story where he cold cocked some dude and slammed his face onto a bar and chucked him out. You know that, That's good stuff. But uh, you only say that for absolutely. us. I, I appreciate no,
2: that. No, I I wouldn't say that. I don't say anything bad about any of my, my brethren, except the time we got stopped on I-65 South by the Kentucky State Police. <laughs> And seriously, pulled out of the car at gunpoint.
0: Yeah, you told us that one before. That, one.
2: that was that was scary.
0: Yes, I can I can imagine. Uh, do you want to <laughs> you want to talk about another guy who was in that tag team match you were talking about? Stone Cold Steve Austin. The uh, yep. reports are that uh, WWE is making huge overtures to get him to come back and wrestle one final match at WrestleMania 38 this year in Dallas presumably against Kevin Owens stunner versus stunner. The man is 57 years old. He has not wrestled a match in 19 years. My thoughts would be, this would be a a glorified what we see out of Steve Austin anyway, when he shows up, which is I'm going to stun somebody. I'm going to punch somebody. I'm going to drink some beer. And then they would just probably throw a three count in there and call it a match. But uh, your thoughts on the possibility of stone cold coming out of retirement two decades later now and wrestling at age 57. My thoughts. <laughs> yep.
2: How, how many? How, how much money with the zeros in it? They want to throw at him.
0: Uh, I'm guessing there would be at least six zeros uh, in that uh, in that number for probably about five minutes worth of work.
2: <laughs> yeah, but see, they don't judge it. You know, they judge it by the eyeballs it would draw, and it's in Texas, and he's a he's a legend. I mean, I don't think you know. When you put Undertaker and Stone Cold together. I mean, those are those are legends. That's right, Oscar. Stop it. That's my, that's my dog. He's agreeing with us. Yes, he's, yeah. he's a big wrestling fan.
0: Gallery there, But
2: that no, that'd be great. So I don't know if he'd do it, but they could they could work it away to where he just he's on the car, but he don't got to do much, and the people will buy that. They just want to see him one more time.
0: Right. And 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 Sid, I think that's the whole that's the whole point is he's not going to go out there and have an eight, ten minute match, but just the fact that they could promote that they have Steve Austin in a match, especially when you're trying to pack Jerry's world a hundred thousand seats for two nights, that'll do it.
1: Yeah, this Ooh. is that would do it. I this think. is probably the biggest available legend that they can probably be bring in for a Texas WrestleMania. If you're saving the rock for Hollywood next year, Stone Cold Steve Austin just makes a world of sense because you don't have to do there. People should not expect a five-star match. You should expect a five-minute match. But as They're long fine. as we see him in the in the black boots, with the black trunks, with the black knee braces. Everybody is going to be excited when the bell rings. Everybody's gonna be hyped to see the stunner, see him drink some beers, and pop that Texas crowd. So if if I if WWE is really wise, you put it on the second night of WrestleMania because a hundred thousand seats is tough to sell, especially on the second night after yeah. you try to sell it the first night.
0: You could jerk the curtain with Austin and Owens and then close the night out with Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I mean that yeah. That's a pretty damn good bracketing. I, I think that's probably about the best way that you could set it up. Just open night night two with with the glass shattering and a hundred thousand people screaming their damn heads off.
1: True,
0: it would work. You should send that to him. Uh, well, you know, I'll br- I'll bring it up to send them. Send it I'm to him certified.
2: Listen, <laughs> send it to them certified mail where they got to sign for it, so you know they got it. Then you can call them up. Hey, I sent you a certified letter. Didn't you read it?
0: You know? i'm sure i'm sure they'll probably file that right into the uh right into the shredder <laughs> they, they don't throw that stuff away oh. you
2: know that they don't throw that stuff away they put it in their warehouse that was- and i think that i think they file it do you believe that no i don't calling me a liar That's what he's doing, Sid. He just just straight up my face. I think it's bull bull crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's why I I hate you, Sid. That's
2: why I hate you, Rick. You know, about five o'clock this afternoon, I kind of liked you, Rick. And then (laughs) then the feeling came on like more and more and more. And he was just, (sighs) by about seven o'clock, I I hated
1: you. Because it was getting closer to showtime.
0: Oh, yeah. Then (laughs) I had to look at
1: him. (laughs) So.
0: <laughs> and then you then you had to then you had to watch rampage and then you had to watch Smackdown. at least we're on an hour earlier tonight right like at least rampage was it uh was it seven o'clock tonight. that was
1: a good show it just it just like i finally f- found out the the bad part the downside to rampage coming on at seven when o'clock guess, trying what? to get
0: the kids down in time so you can watch rampage on
1: time Oh no, it's not even that. It's the fact that I have to watch SmackDown after Rampage. Like <laughs> Rampage is a good palate cleanser after SmackDown. Like I feel like that's the better role for it. Being the pre-show to what we had to see for the last two hours, nah man. That like like that that's like giving that's me it. that's like giving me great coupon in the Gin. in the appetizers and then giving me dog food for dinner. <laughs>
2: Sid, I'm disappointed in you. You gotta be a critic, man. I mean, you just can't. I think you're a little biased.
1: No, I'm just being you, honest.
2: Why well, you 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 like that Rosa, what's her name?
1: She what's wasn't name? on the show. So I can't well, be why'd you it. watch it? Huh? I watched <laughs> it for I watched it for Switchblade Jay White and because Sports Keto Wrestling axes me to watch it. But
2: oh, okay. okay. What did
1: you think about Switchblade? This was your first time seeing him in action. Uh, what did you think?
2: He's all right. He's okay. It's not what I think of him. It's what the other fans think about him. It's, do you like him? Yeah, I did. But people
0: value your opinion. Rick, do you like him? This was my first time getting to watch him. And yes, I I, like him. I'm a fan. Yes. I don't like him then. (laughs) Anything Rick likes,
2: I don't. Hey, you are sassy tonight. I am because I was going to ask. Okay. Let's talk about the Cody Rhodes thing a little bit are okay. you going to get to it later I want oh, to get I mean, to it right now I want to get to it right now okay go yeah well, go ahead let's, let's yeah. do it well you go ahead and yeah, so Cody Rose you're the moderator you Cody leave me Rhodes. and I just throw some crap in every now and then from the side like I'm throwing like I'm throwing like apples and oranges at you and stuff you know if you uh, that's what you need you need somebody to sit over there and when you say something stupid they just throw you paper at you you're like uh, trying to get I, you I'd, up be, the stage. I'd
0: be buried up to my neck by the, by the end of the show. Uh, If you've been living under a rock this week, uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are no longer with uh, AEW. They have reached an agreement to uh, split uh, from the company, kind of had a falling out of sorts with uh, Tony Khan. And then not long. Okay, what was that? What was that falling out about? Have you heard uh, a lot of different things? I think it's a lot about money. Yep. That has a lot to do with it. Uh, Booking has a lot to do with it. Tony Khan taking over uh, a little too much of the company i think there's a a lot of things that have come out that have been in different reports we've had varying reports from varying sites but i don't think we're going to truly know exactly what's happening until cody has his first interview and then tk has his response interview after that
1: we won't we won't because the they signed ndas that was the, one of the other reports, as they signed I missed that, that one. Yeah, they signed. Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer uh, reported that both sides have confirmed that they signed NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Which Did you? S- was one hundred percent smart on Tony Khan's part? You yeah, can't let sure you can't lot. let one of the EVPs go to the competitor and tell all the secrets. He knows where all the bodies are are buried. So yeah, Ooh. that was a smart move.
2: So just because they signed NDAs. You didn't see it.
1: Yes, that's you why I'm you doing. didn't do it. That's why I'm doing I'm I my, didn't. I'm doing my due so, diligence. I'm trying yeah. to find out. So
2: just make something up. <laughs> this is what I think happened. No, but I think that when he took all the power, Tony took more of the power, the booking responsibility onto himself. I think that was a, uh, with the money, that, that made a big uh, decision in, in Cody's head. But this is the way the wrestling business works. Because guys, years ago, they would go from company to company to company, right? And then, and now, when he gets back in WWE, he's going to be fresh again. If they handle him right, they may have a they may have a valuable property. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but they could have. You see what I mean? I've seen. Remember the time that uh, Bret Hart did it? He went from WWE to WCW. Before Goldberg entered his career, he was just treading water there. And wasn't doing anything with him, and I don't, I don't, I, I never understand it. You pay a guy a lot of money and just have him come in and hang out. I don't get it.
0: Well, so either way, it's a win-win for Cody, right? Because he, it he's is, gonna, he's going to come back to WWE a much bigger star than when he left, and that is what he set out to do. He went to New Japan, had a great run there hooked up with the young bucks and Kenny Omega got a backer in the con family and started a company started a revolution. And this thing has grown exponentially over the last three years. And now he finds himself in a position where he can return back to WWE. And even if he doesn't get booked the way he wants to get booked, Vince McMahon is going to pay him a ton of money to come over because he loves the idea of bringing in one of the cornerstones of AEW and bringing him over to WWE, So even if he changes his mind four weeks later, he's still going to get that fat paycheck. And if the booking is still there on top of that, he's accomplished exactly what he wanted to do because he was meddling in the the mid-card when he was in WWE, and now he's going to come back and be in the main event scene. At least that's the reports anyway. Isn't the Rhodes name trademarked by WWE or no? No, they
1: gave up the trademark last year. And that's okay. why he's been able to be known as Cody Rhodes. But
2: if I was Cody, I would go, if they would let him tell the story, I would say his daddy instilled in him greatness. That's what I would say. Because go back on history a little bit. He wondered in the back of his head that he make it in another, another organization. And that's why he went over there and he made it. And now he wants to come back home. I may get over. I don't know. But that's what I would do. To the people say, Ah, oh, F you, Cody, get it to hell. <laughs> you lying bastard.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how he is what the response Book. is gonna be from a WWE well booked, yes, but what the response is gonna be from a, a pro WWE crowd when
2: Cody I think it'd be I think it'll be good. I really do. What do you think, Sid?
1: yeah i'm i'm more excited for cody rhodes in wwe than i was than i am for cody rhodes in anything he could have done in aew besides the one thing that he has said he doesn't want to do which is turn heel so if he wants to be a babyface the best move for him was to go to WWE if he wants to get paid big money. The best move for him was to go to WWE because basically this is all history repeating itself in a lot of ways. Like Dutch was saying, like 26, uh 25 years ago, now 26 years ago, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Oh, signed say anything deals. Don't
2: about years
1: around Rick's. Signed deals with WCW, made them the highest paid wrestlers on their roster, but they also signed a deal and a clause in there that said anytime WCW signed someone else to make them the highest paid uh, wrestler, they would have to renegotiate with Hall and Nash. I feel like Cody wanted something like that. You just gave the big money contracts to CM Punk. You gave a big money contract to Danielson to Cole. Chris Jericho just got extended an option for an additional year. Cody wanted his wanted to get paid on the same level as those guys. And Tony Khan could have just extended the option for an additional year. I just feel like the whole you know financial dispute is very much bigger than people are letting on.
2: I don't think that Tony could do it because no, he, was, no, no, he would that, set a precedent.
1: No, he could have extended an option. He could have invoked the option year because he just invoked the option year for Chris Jericho and for the Young Bucks. He just extended the Young Bucks for 2 years. So it was Tony's it was Tony's decision more than than uh Cody. Cody could have said, well, I, you I, know, I'm I'm upset, I'm done, but Tony could have been like, well, I'm going to extend you for a year, but I think that, you know, they have a close enough relationship where Cody wasn't happy with what he was getting paid. And so that's what you, why they made that decision.
2: So what you're saying is he could have blocked him from leaving and paid him the same thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah but then you have a you have a bad egg. You had a ba- yes. you have a bad apple. Exactly. He was one. Of, he was one of the leaders, and I didn't think he wanted to do it. That's actually smart on Tony Khan's part, because stop the problem beco- b- before it becomes a problem. Because what happened now, not only Cody in the dressing room, he may not have said anything bad or sowed any discord. But it's there. It's floating all over the place. I think he was trying to hide it from the media, from the wrestling media. Because they would roast him if they could. Because they, they revel in that. Just taking, and I don't blame him. So
0: yeah, he, call, he
2: called me about it. I told him my idea. <sighs> I told him to set a little, like a firecracker on his ankles. And when he's going on TV, just light it. So he can hop around on TV. That'd be good. Be actually good TV. I thought.
0: I think Vince tried to do that with FTR before they left the company. I think that's what he said. I think that's. Hey, what, what is what is their
2: deal with Vince? They hate WWE.
1: <sighs> uh, well they they made FTR shave each other's back on national TV. So I would I would probably if my if Sportskeeda Wrestling asked me to shave uh asked for Rick to shave my back on this show I would probably hate them hate Sportskeeda too
0: they they
2: did you hear hear that i think the other read your email (laughs) tomorrow
0: but before it got to that point because by the time that their their run with the company was coming to an end they were turning them into a comedy act uh and they had like these freaking green and yellow clown type suits that were you know drawn up for them and something that they were going to work on and have them do uh but really i think the 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 root of the cause with the rift between FTR and, and WWE comes down to one of them values tag team wrestling and the other doesn't. Uh, and that's, that's just always been it. Vince just does not see the value or have the, the interest in, in booking pure tag teams, the way that FTR does in the way that, that AEW does. And I think that's what the bottom line was. And I think it just got to a boiling point where FTR was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And WWE was like, okay, well, you're you're going to well, be a comedy actor. Let me actor put you on.
2: What do you think Cody was making in AEW? Is you have any
0: idea? Have you read any figures? Uh, no, I have no clue.
1: I, I, I yeah, I wouldn't want to speculate, but I was I would say at the very least, uh, half a mil. Mm-hmm. He probably was getting a year, and he wanted he wanted what Punk was Punk is getting paid. We know for sure Punk is yeah. getting paid over a mil a year. He's the highest paid. He's the highest paid guy. Jericho's right behind him, and Cody he's getting wanted to pay. a million, million
2: dollars for a part time gig. That's what it he, is. He, right? he
1: has to be.
0: He has to be because mm-hmm. he has always said that. Look, it would take a hell of a bag to get him back into pro wrestling. It doesn't matter that you know AEW is like a haven for pro wrestling and reminds him of the glory days of it. He had been out for so long; it was gonna take a hell of a payday to get him back. So, if he's the highest paid person in the company, I would assume yes, he's making seven figures easily. Um for Cody though, was he also was he making half mil as a performer and then making extra as an EVP? Did he have two we don't separate know. contracts? Yeah. yeah, so with me, who knows how the different things he was juggling, but plus with being in, associated with TBS, he was probably making money off of the Go Big Show, he was making money off of Roads to the Top, which I believe was canceled after one season. There might be some maybe some confusion as far as that's concerned yeah. but he was making he was making good money but vince could easily say all right here's two and a half mil a year come over here let's go let's get ready to he, go he can Hopefully afford he it say, Hell yeah so
2: what if I they see. told you to come over to make two mil hey one thing i did notice on smackdown or not i have never missed pack pat mcafee as much oh, as i did today god yes yep. You know, I caught myself one time, and I don't know, but these they were just talking, and I felt myself literally going into a trance like that. Because it was just it was Here's just monotonous not- and over and over
1: and over. I just yawned the- thinking about it.
0: Here's the thing that bothered me during commentary tonight, and this this might just be my radio ear, but it was so damn obvious from when they went from like recorded live commentary. Yeah. To added in post later. Yes. And like right after Sammy Zayn won the intercontinental championship, it was Cole and it was Corey there live in person. And then Sammy's dancing around. And then all of a sudden here comes this voiced over Michael Cole talking about, you know, their black history month initiatives. And I'm just like, yep. That's awkward, as all hell. Who decided to do that damn transition tonight? Uh,
1: the, the, <laughs> another one was when uh, they went to—I think—believe it was the either the first the first commercial, and it was an obvious Corey Graves like rush job uh, voiceover because he almost didn't hit the cue for the commercial. Like yeah. he almost didn't get the full line out before the commercial. Is that break, when they, they faded
2: in between in, in, in a break?
0: Yeah. Oh, they missed that completely. <laughs> I don't know how you could even have to have anything that was a rush job tonight because they only filmed fifty minutes worth of shit for a two hour show. We had, oh man, like when I was <laughs> watching this show, shit.
1: When I was watching this show, I literally was like, like man, I wish I could watch this show on on demand and tape delay because I could get through this in like thirty minutes. Yeah, we had three
0: lengthy promo segments we had three lengthy video packages two of them that ran back to back and we had three matches one of which was three minutes long on a night when you're pre-taped and you have all this extra fluff going on on the show why are you booking a match three minutes long you couldn't let jay and and ivar it's not the sexiest matchup in the world but you couldn't let him go six minutes you couldn't do something there to fill. How long did them? they you, go? Three minutes. They went three minutes. Bell rung. I think uh, eight fifty. It was over at eight fifty-three, and that was that was my clock. You couldn't have put a fourth match on. We couldn't have had. You couldn't give me an Aaliyah, something. Anybody? Literally anybody. A women's well, match. Well, they gave you know. an.
2: Uh, they gave you an Aaliyah
1: later, which was useless. Yeah, it was useless. I Ricochet mean, maybe. Aaliyah, maybe they,
2: that didn't even, it made sense, I guess, but it, was, I would, it wasn't I would hope
1: that Ricochet, that Ricochet at this point can move on because no matter how many good matches he has with Sheamus, it's still the same damn match. Like, I love the Spanish Fly. At least the Spanish Fly will be something that I remember from that match. But they have literally been versing, I feel like, a month. I feel like this is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin, except the matches are good
0: yeah i missed a couple of weeks when i was out sick you know with the family and i'm sitting here and i'm like we had good shows too you did yes yes. i know i I
1: know i bring this show
0: down i can't believe sk pays me to do this but anywho (laughs) um i didn't get that i didn't get that same sense that this has been going on forever and then i see people i saw i believe i saw your tweet about it and i'm like wait a minute i looked it up and i'm like oh Yeah, I guess they have been wrestling like five straight weeks with one another in some way, shape, or form. Hell, they had two matches last week.
1: Yes. You can almost
2: predict the segment they're going to be in. Mm -hmm. Not quite, but you could almost. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. They're they're
1: either in the first or second match on SmackDown. It feels like for a month and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know.
0: And I I did see 50 /50 50 booking for most of it, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the part. That's why I said, like, I hope after tonight Ricochet can move on because he's the first one that got back-to-back victories. So, hopefully, they just move him on, let him feud with Sammy for the Intercontinental title yes. on TV up until WrestleMania because we know he's versus Johnny Knoxville there. So.
0: And, and that was the thing, like, before. God damn it. That was before like I looked everything up. I'm like, hey, cool. We're getting a lengthy ricochet match. Can we get this MFR on TV every week, please? Because he's really good in the ring. And then I'm like, oh, he's actually been on like the last four shows. Okay, that's a good start. Can we get this man a storyline? <laughs> Something. Anything. Literally anything. I know he's not the best promo in the world. And you don't give him the best stuff to work with in the first place. He doesn't know how to work with the stuff that you're giving him. Can we just try to let him be him and show whatever personality he does have on, on screen somewhere now or give him a d- damn mouthpiece and let him work in the ring and just call it a day. Do who are you talking
2: about right now? Ricochet. Ricochet. Okay. I, 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 let me say this. I saw that move he did tonight, the Spanish fly,
1: because
2: mm-hmm. I'd heard the name before and I said, what the hell is a well, Spanish fly? means something totally different to me, <laughs> but I watched it in slow-mo when they did it. What a dangerous move. I thought he was gonna break his arm.
0: Yeah, we and there were
2: one mess up and
0: somebody is hurt. There was uh there was another one of those. Was was there a Spanish fly in the um Darby in Allen? Sammy
1: and, and Darby when uh, he had him in the tree of war and he and Sammy hopped up and did the d- Spanish fly off the top.
0: Yeah, in both one so it was Darby who took it, right? In that one on yeah. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Both Darby and Seamus, when they took the Spanish flies this week, landed directly on their shoulders. And both times I'm like, "Ah, I'm like, guys, you're hurting me here. It's like watching Bobby Lashley take a German suplex all over again. Like, please learn to land flat. If you're going to move, please. Keep yourselves protected. You're hurting me watching you guys land on your shoulder but, every damn time.
2: But if that is used, it should be just to finish. Let's go home. Do it then. It's impressive looking, and it looks like it kills them. Then yeah. they hop up. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. I know it's wrestling and all, but, I mean, that move, is, it, it impressed me because it looked like it really, really could cause damage, a lot of damage. And if somebody wanted me to do that, I said, "You got to
0: be out of your effing mind.
2: I won't even get on the first rope with you. You stay away from me."
0: Josh, when was the last time you went up to the top rope?
2: 1907, I think, was the last time I went up there. Hey, I was not a top rope guy. They put it's me hard. on a, They put me in the air one time on a scaffold in Memphis Mid South Coliseum. I was so high I could look straight across into the upper deck. I said, they gotta be. I I almost want almost climbed down except I was too scared. <laughs> the guy would get me before I got down, but
0: I was on a scaffold mat. Screw that. It, the 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 top rope doesn't seem so high until you get up there. Well go up another 15
2: feet on the scaffold. <laughs> no, I'm good. I got nosebleed that's a high
0: Damn. Dutch, I saw a video of you this week. No, uh, what you didn't. A, yes, I did. I was watching. <laughs> I was just perusing YouTube because I was up late one night. I think it was the night after the Bengals lost Super Bowl. I couldn't sleep anyway. So I'm perusing, uh, perusing YouTube. I hate and... people
2: who are perusing me.
0: <laughs> that well, means... you, po- you popped up on a clip. It was, I want to say it was a Money in the Bank match. Dean Ambrose was on top of the ladder about to win, and then all of a sudden Kane comes down right, and the pyro goes off, and they mm-hmm. pinpointed you and the referee coming over and having to pull you away from the turnbuckle because it looked like you didn't know that the pyro was getting raised. I didn't. Up. They didn't tell me. They didn't tell me where it was.
2: I wish I'd have got kind of blown up so I could sue them, sue him for like ten million, and I'd have walked away with about a million. Then I could be sitting here and say, Well, but half my face would have been gone. Pretty but much, I put, a, I put a mask on. Did, no, did yeah, that, p- th- that did happen. Where was that? I'm not sure where that had it to was. be
1: money in the bank 2014. Yeah,
2: because you were out there that,
1: with that. Chad. Tells
0: me nothing. I don't, I don't know, know where, it, I don't was. Know where it, was.
1: I, it was, I just know the event. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I don't know what city it was in. I know you were out there with Swagger because he was in that match, and I think Dean was. <sighs> Excuse me, John Moxley was uh, feuding with Kane at that
1: point. No, he's feuding with Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins was a part of the Authority with Kane. Ah, uh,
0: <sighs> why did he come down and screw up Dean Ambrose? I don't
1: because he was helping out Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins won oh, that money right. in the bank right. match. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Don't ask me. That's what I'm here ask for. Background.
2: I just they just give me directions. Like what I said, to do. I didn't
0: see the whole picture. They literally just were focused. I think it was like. Some video of like sometimes other people saved other people's ass like during matches and it was focused on a referee coming over and pulling Dutch away. So I was just, did you buy that referee a beer? <laughs> a beer for getting you away from that turnbuckle. Hell, I didn't know what he was pulling me for. I thought
2: I was in the camera range or something. Then he told me later. He said he was about to be blown up. I said, Ah bullshit. Get out of here. But anyway.
0: Oh, thank you, Randy. Here's that picture.
2: Rick saw your match. It was good. Yep. One and only please, please put that pipe down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. All right, should we actually Joseph Austin not gonna lie? Yeah. Dutch was over as hell as Zeb. Well, that's not a lie. I wasn't over like hell though, and I
0: was kinda over a little bit.
2: I wouldn't go that far. So So what are we talking what are we talking about? I'm so let's know, let's talk
0: about the three things that happened on SmackDown that are actually worth talking about, and then we'll get into uh, we'll get into Rampage. You know, Rick, uh, if you took
2: this a little more seriously, we could get some stuff in. But no, I I was joking was, like yeah. joking around. And I'm going to take that and, note.
0: I'm going to I'm going to write this note down. Hang on, take things
1: more seriously.
2: seriously. Got yeah. it. why right. Yeah.
1: Man, hey! I've never taken oh. anything seriously and I'm here, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> dreams come true. Uh,
0: I'll say this much about the opening Smackdown segment. Um, we saw the video that was floating around on social media this week of Charlotte not really committing to the the table spot going headfirst yes. into it. They did a damn good editing job to make that look as good as humanly possible as they could. Finally, yeah. that camera from the corner. Uh, the the hard cam zoom in
2: you wouldn't have noticed it it had you not known about it yeah
0: no i would not have no and i think that's why everybody was looking forward to this segment was seeing how they edited that uh and they did a damn good job of doing it uh but the other newsworthy thing that came out of this is we now have a stipulation for the tag match tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon excuse me ronda rousey your girl Sid has to wrestle with her arm tied behind her back does that do anything for you for this matchup does that may, for
1: me it impresses me that she's gonna make someone tap out with one arm tied behind her back. That's very impressive that she's gonna be able to do that. Uh, I think they did an excellent job of zooming in and covering up that uh, that uh, you know botched spot. But that was the only thing that was excellent about this segment. This segment wasn't good. Uh, the can noise for these these segments have not worked out at all. Uh, and they very much tried to get over Rhonda as like the baby face and stuff. And I think Rhonda and and Naomi, for the most part, played their roles very well. Charlotte looked amazing. Sonya Deville played her role very well, but this just didn't come off well at all.
0: I think this was actually the last thing that was filmed. For, like, the entire you could night. Tell,
1: you could tell from the audience. Yeah, the audience was gone. All the empty seats. Yeah, the,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah the, the Roman Reigns and Goldberg thing was actually shot first. First. And they decided to put that on last, which, oh, you know, whatever. You can order it however you need to do it. But, yeah, you could tell this was the last thing that was shot at the end of a four-hour shoot uh, because the upper deck was gone. There were a lot of empty seats sprinkled throughout, which is why they probably canned in as much crowd noise as they did. I'll say this much. I did start laughing my ass off when Ronda was like, did, did you forget how you spell your name? It's, it's B-I- <laughs> B-I-T-C. Yeah. B-I-T-C. That, was that was great. That was really, really good. Um, it was just a lot of talking at once, and I think it was kind of hard to keep up with exactly what was going on. I would have liked to, look, the stipulation is, is fine. It is what it is. I think it would have made more sense, though, that considering Sonya's arm is in a sling, And she's supposed to be wrestling tomorrow. Is if Sonya would have gone to the higher ups and said, "Hey, look, I only have one arm. Ronda should only have one arm. At least that would have made a little bit more sense."
1: I thought they were going to go that route. That was the simplest. That would have made a a,
2: a hell of a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, they're talking about some promo voluntarily. No, they're talking about some promo we didn't even see on the show. Like they did hundred and one video packages, but couldn't tell us the promo they were they were referring to.
0: I don't even think Rhonda did an interview unless it was like a WWE exclusive. And if Probably they had it, was. they would have shown it. They had plenty of time. I think they they could they have actually it. think
2: it hurts Rhonda when you hear her do a promo. She's not a strong talker at all. No. And she's trying to be a baby face, but her
0: Yeah, they, they got she her. resembles a
2: heel in everything she says. You want to got children to
0: slap her. They got her coming out there with that ear to ear grin again just like hey I'm, I'm so happy to be here i love you, everybody it's gonna you be saw great the,
1: they even changed her uh picture for the pay-per-view like they have a whole picture of her just <laughs> now they turned her into ddp <laughs> talk about the undertaker it's ddp and
0: the undertaker all over again just she's gonna walk out there big old smile and then the bell's gonna ring and then she's gonna be like all right let's kick some ass and go home it's the weirdest damn thing that they're doing again man WWE, they got some slam dunk stuff, and then they just decided to go the... throw it a full court at I, I the other know, basket.
1: I just they're don't creating understand.
2: content, and they're not creating people getting over.
1: They I, create I just, content. I just feel like WWE did not watch Ronda Rousey in UFC. Like She was a baby-facing UFC for a large majority of her run there, and it was just her being a badass. That's the character. They're, That's how she will get over. That's how... Fans would cheer her. She doesn't need to do this whole smiley thing. Like, I understand it worked the first time when you did it with her because she was just happy to be here. She was a wrestling fan like us, but also a a complete badass. So it worked very well with that juxtaposition. But you can't do the same thing you did four years ago. Try something new. Just But old is sometimes new again. Dutch can tell you that. Just do what Ronda did to get over in UFC here. There's
2: that word old again. Ruju, I'm suing Sportskeeda for
0: ageism. You are absolutely right, right? There was a point in the spring and summer of 2013 when Ronda Rousey was everywhere. She was the hottest damn thing on the planet. People who never even heard of UFC were tuning in to watch Ronda Rousey fight or watch a Ronda Rousey interview or anything, right? She blew up. WWE needs to go back and look at that time when she was the most popular person on the planet and was pegged as like the next big superstar. She was being put in movies and all sorts of shit. Go back and look at that and then replicate it on screen. It should, it should not be that hard. I think
2: that time has passed. I do. I think because she was new in UFC, she was, she was a a rarity, but now she's just one of the gang. And if you want to get all the media to start following her, I don't know how you do that because she was followed by all the media too because of her UFC stuff. I don't think they're going to follow her just because she's in WWE. True. My opinion
1: I mean, she's she's gonna be probably the person that's up front and center when they do the media rounds ahead of WrestleMania. So that that smile and stuff like that—that's what she was doing, you know. In when she was in City. she just was stone faced, badass when she got ready for a fight. But when she was doing media, she was all smiles. That's fine. It's I, the smile and stuff when she's in the wrestling. It's not I, I don't think it's connecting very well. And it comes off as forced. It's not Ronda Rousey. I mean, one of
0: the first things they, they tell you when you get in a wrestling ring is to stop smiling. And now they're telling Ronda Rousey to frickin That's, smile.
2: Well, I like when they come down to do battle, they're smiling like hell, like they're going for, down to Denny's or to have breakfast or something.
1: I, I, I told Rick this week on our our preview show over on Believe in Pro Wrestling for Elimination Chamber that the I will ne- I think the part of the reason why I don't want Bianca Belair to get a shot at the Raw Women's Title at Be- at Becky Lynch at WrestleMania is the fact that the first time after she lost to Becky Lynch in 26 seconds she was smiling and doing and on my own against yep. the wall like I don't understand why in why in WWE no one is upset that they lose or in or embarrassed. Is. No one's upset.
0: Well, I agree with you. Because nothing matters, Sid. Not a damn thing matters. Let me bring something up to you guys. I want I want to get your honest opinions on hashtag Madcap Mauling. Oh, that's really
2: trending right now. Yes, it's it over
0: is. the it's over the top. It's I think probably it, the,
2: the biggest trending item subject they've had all year.
0: <laughs> I, I think I was the only one Except who actually used it. I beg you. I beat the to Super Bowl. Pressure. I beg Is Drew McIntyre to strangle Madcap Moss with his stupid ass suspenders. Uh, what would you like to see Drew McIntyre do to Madcap Moss tomorrow afternoon, Sid?
1: Um, throw him in a ditch and <laughs> only send down and send down lotion and tell him it puts the lotion on his skin. <laughs> um, and I never have to see him on my TV again. That would be that would be great. Like literally, I, I said today on Twitter, WWE trying to sell us another drew mcintyre madcap moss match on a pay-per-view or premium live event or whatever they're calling it this year is like a hustler on the corner trying to sell you a dirty diaper he's like you look at the materials of the diaper don't look at the crap in the middle of it look at the materials it covered your butt and stuff it might have stuff that comes out the butt in it but it's good it's a good diaper that's what wwe is doing when they're trying to sell us drew mcintyre and madcap moss
2: I don't even have words for that. I mean, how many times? How many times have we seen them in the ring on free TV? Ten, eight. We
1: just saw it at day one. We've seen them. God. We've seen them interact all this time. This is not a feud I'm interested in. And the fact that this feud is just going to continue after Elimination Chamber makes me more upset that it's going to be. It's gonna. It's going on at this show. You guys
0: remember when Drew got drafted over to SmackDown and we all thought that was going to be really, really good for him because he it had could done been everything. Good. It really could, it have, could been have, it have, really have
2: been. Good. Be. It's the creative that's holding him back. If these guys, I don't get it. You hire these guys to come in, to come up with ideas, to come up with scenarios where you can put two guys against each other for a period of at least four weeks leading to a pay-per-view they can't even get that right and they've been depending on the roman reigns uh whoever he was against that's that's their overlay and they think it covers everybody else up well it doesn't because you know big cards need to have every match kind of mean something sure but these matches mean nothing other than the top two or three the rest of them are just matches that we you've seen on smackdown or raw or whatever yeah. And you've already seen it. What is new to see?
0: We got we got eight matches for Elimination Chamber tomorrow. There are four of them where I'm, like, extremely excited to watch. And then the other four, I'm like, why are these even on a pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. It is the widest of spectrums for a pay-per-view for tomorrow. Like, there are four matches I'm genuinely very excited. And then the other four, I'm just like, why, why the hell are we getting this? And some of them may only be two or three minutes long. Mm. I guarantee you Goldberg's entrance is going to be a lot longer than that Roman Reigns-Goldberg match is actually going to be. Because I do believe that Roman Reigns is going to be a man of his word again. And he is going to Goldberg Goldberg. I think he is going to beat him within 90 seconds and maybe end his career. This might be the final time that we see Bill Goldberg in a WWE ring.
2: That would be a great finish. Because nobody would expect that. And they just got to do something up front to kind of make it a little more believable and let him do it. So he said, I'm going to Goldberg, Goldberg, and let him do it. He backs that, up, he backs up what he says.
0: That's look.
2: Because Roman Meeks. Reigns at this at this point is almost a baby face.
0: Yeah. He got a good reaction. Well,
2: just a-, a little bit, Goldberg could be the big heel.
0: Yes. Although and they Goldberg, did, they, when
2: he came out, they could Goldberg couldn't tell you how he got over. He's like Sting. He couldn't tell you because they put him over in 30 to 45 seconds every show for months yeah. and months and months. Plus, he looked like a badass. He didn't talk a lot. So you had to respect that here's a guy that's a killer. That's how he got over. And, he's and when he had when he had to start working a little bit, that's when the luster came off.
0: And this is a dude, like you said, looked like a million bucks back in the 90s. A guy literally would stand there during the pyro, breathe in the smoke, blow it out, whoop everybody's ass in 30 seconds, and then leave. How old is he he now? 55?
2: 55, 56,
0: somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. All right. Well, one year younger than Steve Austin, who might be coming back at at WrestleMania. But.
2: um, Well, who do you think would get a better reaction? Goldberg uh, or Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Well, I'll tell you what. Steve Austin. Could New Orleans, could, he was, could still walk in the ring when he was eighty. When he's 80. Oh, yeah, He can still oh, walk yeah. in and drink the beer and maybe sit there. and yeah. Give somebody a, stone cold stunner, and the people so, would buy it. They'd love roll to down to
0: the ring. He'll roll down to the ring in a wheelchair that looks like an ATV, and people will go just lose their <laughs> effort loving mind. Man, that's exactly what they're gonna do on that um but man boy they were (laughs) piping in the goldberg chance tonight to make you think that goldberg was the big bad baby face in this situation but i'm hoping that uh i'm hoping that this is the end for goldberg because i think this would be a perfect fitting ending for him and roman reigns to his credit is a man of his word this man literally spoiled the ending of wrestlemania 37 for weeks he told us Every week, what the finish of the damn match was going to be. So when he says he's going to Goldberg Goldberg, uh, I believe him. I didn't think tonight's closing segment was worth anything to talk about. We talked about last week, Sammy Zayn winning the Intercontinental Championship. Dutch, what do you think about that finish? Because I saw some people who were mixed on it. Which was this? what match? Sammy Zayn winning the Intercontinental Championship over Shinsuke Nakamura this evening. Very quick. They had, abrupt, a, they had, a,
2: they had a really good match. They did. So and I knew he was gonna win because you broke the beans last week. Yeah. Thank well, somebody you. Somebody else so, broke it to me. Thanks yet, for not telling me that for telling me there's no Santa.
1: To be I fair, asked, WWE I, WWE spoiled it as well. Okay. And I
0: literally asked you, should I go ahead and spoil it and you said yes. So I did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not owning up to that. Sorry. I got it I got it on we got it no, on. It eight. was a.
2: <laughs>
0: it it was a good match.
2: And if the faces they showed out in the crowd were real, like, oh, no. Because here, Sami Zayn is like this far away from a baby face anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. People
2: like him. They, but they that did. wasn't, wait, but the last segment had one redeeming quality in it. The Paul Heyman interview. What did he say?
0: He said, standing next to Roman Reigns was orgasmic. spiritually orgasmic. Yes. I popped.
2: I fell out of my chair. So did he. I went, My God, that was a,
0: that's one of the greatest
2: lines I ever heard in my life.
0: Spiritually orgasmic. I mean, Roman is a very good looking man. I mean, there's no denying that. <laughs> Got a godly figure. And
2: that was good. So it was a. it was a that Haven, he impresses me with his promos because he's flawless. He's flawless. He's one of the best of
0: all time. There's there's yeah. there's no doubt about that. Ah, uh, Sid. What did you think about the finish to the Nakamura match? Because this is one that didn't get the the traditional build up to it. Right, there was no haluva kick. We got the blue thunder bomb, but Nakamura kicked out of it like everybody else kicks out of the blue thunder bomb. But this was Sammy working the knee, told a story throughout the match, and then did the cheap shot. You know, the you're a Cobra Kai guy. You know, the sweep the leg, and then rolled him up and got the, the got the pinfall. The crowd obviously was not expecting that to be the end of the match. But I don't mind so much when these match like I didn't like it at first, but I'm sitting here, I'm going, you know what? That was unpredictable. You know, that no, was a good that made- was a good match. Yeah. Good finish. That's the way that should be.
2: Have the good match. And then if you want the heat, save that for not every other match. Like do it every now and then. You can they will they will accept that.
1: Yeah it was it was a good way to give sammy a fluky win yet not have it be like a eye roller like this this was smart it was strong psychology he worked over the knee after nakamura missed the knee drop off the apron uh nakamura hit hit the knee on the steel steps before the before the second commercial break so that put it in your head once again he's got an injured leg and then when nakamura went for the kinshasa Sami Zayn, being the the chicken the chicken s word uh heel he is slid it out the ring and then he went after the knee again and hit it on the ring post came in the ring kicked it pinned him it made a whole bunch of sense i don't yeah, understand why anybody is gonna be complaining about that no it wasn't the aluva kick but the aluva kick hasn't won him a bunch of matches so i'll take this he Doesn't win a whole
0: bunch of matches I, so the, exactly
1: uh, i'll take this so, so the
0: aluva kick
2: I'm not familiar with it. That's the back kick in the in the, in the back of the knee. No, or,
0: that's
1: no. The, What is yeah, the running kick? kick? That's the running kick in the corner that he did to Nakamura last week. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. but
2: I liked the move that he, you know, he took his knee
0: out. And you know what? That this is the kind of finish to where now I'm sitting here going, okay. Now they got something to run it back on if they really wanted yeah. to. They could, they could continue this, and that could be your WrestleMania match for the Intercontinental Championship. Instead, would, we're going to get Johnny Knoxville.
1: It would make sense, too, because their first match, Nakamura's debut WWE match, was in Dallas, Texas in 2016 at TakeOver Dallas. So back in Dallas at WrestleMania, it sh- should probably be Shinsei Nakamura and Sami Zayn. They always deliver a good-to-great matchup. That TakeOver match is a classic. Tonight was a very good matchup. But we're going to get Johnny Knoxville. Tonight was a good matchup. I see title.
0: Yeah, tonight was a good matchup, but I felt like they were holding back just a little bit like it like it was kind of slow to start. Then they kind of picked it up. Then we had two commercial breaks in between and then we got the the abrupt finish. I would love to see these guys at WrestleMania get 15 minutes and just go balls to the wall and see what they come up with, because I know it'll probably be one of the best matches on the night. They actually let Sami Zayn wrestle a little bit. When was the last time, I know he didn't connect on it, when was the last time we saw him try to dive between the turnbuckle to hit that tornado DDT? I don't think I've seen that in two years. It's been a while. Well, didn't he dive through the
2: turnbuckle tonight, and
0: yeah. he got he kicked, kicked, in kicked in the head. He got kicked <laughs> in the head for it. When he when he's wrestling as a babyface, that's one of his favorite moves to do, is to jump between the turnbuckle and hit a tornado DDT off of it, and it is when he hits it right, because sometimes he gets caught up in the, in the turnbuckles, and he mis- misses the jump, but it's a Thing of beauty to watch when mm-hmm. he does it. I I really miss that move a lot, and I love it when they let Sami Zayn just be who Sami Zayn is, which is one of the best freaking wrestlers on the planet. Same thing goes for Shinsuke Nakamura because he hasn't had a whole lot of in ring time. This was my favorite thing tonight.
2: You know what? One thing that helped that match though. Think about it. Rick Boogs wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there with that irritating guitar.
1: That helped out a lot.
2: <laughs> that did. God, that was that's already a plus in my in my mind. So I, I think I, he might have okay, do you think Books since he electrocuted himself, you think he'll be with uh, Nakamura anymore or no?
0: I think they this will. Is, I think they
2: this just This is wrote a good him way to this. this is a good way to shift him somewhere else. Look, let's 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 they turned here. him into a wrestler. Yeah, is what they did.
0: Let's be honest here. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to go back. No, let's lie. It's more fun. Shinsuke Nakamura now is going to go, especially since the rumors are Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer reported that it's going to be Sammy defending the Intercontinental Championship against Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to go back to doing exactly what he's been doing for the last six months. He's just not going to have the IC title around his waist. So Rick Boggs is going to play him down to the ring. He's going to have to come up with a new intro because he's not here to rock with the Intercontinental Champion anymore. And he's gonna scream his name, they're gonna dance down to the ring, they'll probably wrestle Los Lotharios a billion times, it'll be fifty-fifty booking, and eventually they'll split up and they'll have a feud. I think that's exactly what they're they're gonna end up doing, but I don't think Rick well
2: works I would do that well. sooner more than later, is what I would do. When you said
1: uh, yeah Because if I he's gonna
2: go back and do the same thing he's doing, he's still just spending spinning his wheels.
1: Okay, what's going
2: to happen between uh, Mr. Uh, Ridge Holland and Sheamus?
1: Well, they're rushing that breakup.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, I like that. Uh, I think the sooner they break up, the better.
1: I mean, I thought the idea of a partnership for a new superstar is to establish the superstar. He's not established, and you're already breaking him up.
0: I don't know if that's so much them Teasing a breakup, or if that's just Seamus's style of tough love, kind of a thing, because that's just who Seamus is. He's a hothead. He took he feels- a bump. I, can- yeah, I think, I think, bump. I
1: think, I think Rich Holland's turning babyface.
0: That's
2: a mistake. That's a bold strategy.
1: Yeah, bold uh, strategy right, he right.
2: he's a babyface. God, Rick could be a babyface too. Mm-hmm. He could now, be I'm, one. I'm a
0: natural babyface.
2: People love me, right? <laughs> but I, I think they're gonna. I, I would split those two up. That's not that's not working anyway, at all. It's something that's not the chemistry to me. Just isn't right.
0: I'd put well, Seamus back with Cesaro and just.
2: Well, they killed him.
0: Kill
1: the him. I know. He's yeah, he's a he's, guy. he's buried. Yeah,
2: he's I, literally a job guy. They would have to do something big time with him to get him back, even in being interesting range, I don't know why, but they they've mistreated that man i would why would you, you know why, would, why would you keep somebody body around like Seamus, i mean like uh uh Cesaro, and just take him out there and just beat him over there or he's just he's a he's just an extra guy in the corner
0: yeah he's a house and he's how,
2: okay. he's he's making good money, so they just they i guess they just like him i guess i mean you, you know another audience, thing
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you need bodies for house shows and, and things like that, and you need a bench in case, you know, I mean, what happened tomorrow if Roman Reigns got injured? Like, I'm, you know, knocking well, they're that Yeah, they're, they're screwed. Yeah, they're, screwed, exactly. buddy. they're, they're, they're screwed. Absolutely screwed. screwed. I'm not saying they would pull Cesaro up, but I mean, there is a next man up kind of philosophy where you would have to, it would be very easy to pull in a guy like Cesaro and give him a push because he's still over with the audience. He's still over with the audience. They just want him booked better. It would not be hard to heat Cesaro up again. They did it real quick and called him the upstart Cesaro when he was challenging Roman Reigns for the universal championship last year, after he got a big win over Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm, now I'm exactly agreeing. Uh, all i will
1: say is that he's getting very close to that dolph ziggler territory of yeah. the fans will never believe you will be the world champion or nope. be a consistent main eventer they the dolph Zigg, why i say dolph ziggler is because unless this man is in nxt they don't view him as a title contender. They don't view him as a main eventer. So they have stamped it in our heads that Dolph Ziggler is a mid-carter, despite him being a two-time former world champion. But they okay. do it. They do it even worse for Cesaro. It's he's that talented that people haven't just put it in their head and gave up on him. But I'm at that point as someone that has watched Cesaro since 2006 when he had long hair in Ring of Honor. And I know how talented this man is. I'm I'm done believing that WWE will ever get a clue and realize how talented he is.
2: Yeah, but in Ring of Honor they did something with him, right? They did. They made him interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: But now they just they just played around with him so long, like Doff, that nobody's gonna nobody's gonna take him seriously. Yeah. And you know I hate to say this about Doff, but some guys are just mid carders. I don't care what they do. I don't I don't think Doff is a, a main eventer. He's not big enough for one thing. You've got decent interviews, but they're just something that, <clears throat> you know, Vince, Vince chooses just because I, I'm not agreeing that he's a main eventer. Vince makes the decisions, True. so he he must not see it in him. But to me, you hurt yourself, though, when you take a guy like Seamus and Dolph and then keep them so long and grind it in every fan's head that they're just mid-card material. That's all there will ever be. Seems like that actually works against you, I would think. You know, I'm listening tonight on at to uh, Corey Graves and Michael Cole, and I'm thinking, where in the hell did the good commentary men go? That's why they brought Pat Pat McAfee in. But Corey Graves is terrible. I mean, he says nothing interesting at all. Michael Cole is a straight guy.
1: You're talking about where's your Bobby Heenan's? You're talking about the 2022 uh 2021 worst announcer from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. He got voted that today. Worst announcer of the year.
2: Cody Graves? Corey Graves, yeah. I have to agree.
1: And he used to be the best one. Literally, WWE does it to us, and they can do it to their own employees. They can get stuff jammed <laughs> in their your own head. Announcers. Yeah, like he was a very, like, uh, a genuine announcer. He had genuine enthusiasm to him. He was very much like a Bobby Heenan. Like, a uh, he, he was more akin to a Jesse the Body Ventura as someone who had the wrestling experience and just, you know, always was in favor of the heels. And they made him a caricature of that. Like, yep. he still does that, but he do- He also puts out the, the canned lines that only WWE announcers will say. That is something that, that Pat McAfee, they haven't put in his head yet, where he will say stuff that WWE announcers just don't say, and that makes him so popular. Corey Graves doesn't do that anymore.
0: I don't think they, I just think that's who Pat McAfee is too. Like, I don't think they're ever going to get, be able to cage a a Pat McAfee.
1: That's who Corey, Corey Graves is a very clever guy. He's very witty. He has all of this in him. He was the best announcer. When he he listened to his stuff, when he was in NXT, when NXT first got to WWE Network, Listen to him when he got called up to the main roster and he was on Raw and like, I don't know what happened from when he got called up to the main roster, but throughout that, like first six months, they reprogrammed. him.
0: I think he's burnt out. I think he's been on the main roster. He hadn't
1: been. I think he's been been
0: on the the main roster
1: for the
2: last
0: two years. I think he's been on the main roster long enough at this point that, you know, we, we hear the stories about what it's like to be on a commentary desk. Renee young got burnt out when she did it. I just think he's going through the motions right now. I, I, Really do. It's well, the same you, every either. week where he makes fun of Byron Saxton and says the same stuff over and over again, and tries to pull the Jerry Lawler thing where he talks about how hot the women are. And
1: and no, he and only him. does Carmella now. He only does his own his fiance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I'm well, just because Mandy Rose show. is on uh, NXT, yeah. so he yeah, doesn't that's have the it. option to do that. Yeah. He did also say that the Miz was the luckiest man in WWE talking about Maurice. And I'm just sitting here. I'm going like, dude, you're going to get married to Carmella. All right. Maybe don't, maybe, maybe don't drop that bomb on the, uh, on the, on the commentary desk, but it is what it is. So, Mm -hmm. all right, let's move on to the a show tonight. (sighs) Rampage. Open up with Adam Cole versus 10 of the dark order. I thought 10 looked really good in this match. Uh, Adam Cole had to cheat to win. So that kind of protects him a little bit and makes the big guy look better. Uh, in defeat, There was twice though in this match where Adam Cole landed right on the back of his neck, uh, which made me go, dude, what the hell are you doing? But Adam Cole gets the win. And most importantly, afterwards, they made it official SP three. We are going to be getting Adam Cole versus hangman Adam page
1: for the AEW championship at revolution on March 6th. Great decision. Adam Cole needed this big-time matchup on pay-per-view. Uh, you've been I've been hearing everybody complain that he hasn't been given a prominent position, and now he has it. I thought this match was pretty solid it was a decent opener i thought 10 worked very well for the position that they gave him. they protected him in the loss and it seems like with the finishes for adam cole matches they're really trying to get across that he's a heel despite his him getting the one of the bigger baby face pops of every town they go to for aew they really try to drive home that yes he is still a heel I like the promo segment that he had with Hangman Page on AEW Dynamite, and I think Hangman Page has been amazing in the ring as AEW world champion, and I'm sure he's going to deliver another classic with Adam Cole.
0: What do you think about the opener tonight, Dutch? Yeah, what Sid said. Sid. I agree. Did you remember that the show started at 7? <laughs> no, not really. I caught part
2: of it. So. At 7 o'clock, I was uh, doing something. And then I, then I got up and I caught a little bit of it. And then I said, damn, I forgot all about that. Hey, you guys got to remind me. He did. I've been hit <laughs> on the head a couple hundred thousand times. I'm forgetful. It's all not right. De- we- not dementia stage yet, but.
0: The, your CTE is kicking in. That's all it is. Um, that was an issue. Go back to that one. Go, go back to that one you just had from, from Stephen Chambers there. He thinks that Adam Cole is going to win the AEW championship at Revolution. So are you giving him any chance of actually doing that
1: I mean everyone's always got a chance but do I believe Adam Cole is going to be the AEW world champion after revolution no I think Heyman Page is going to retain because he has to lose it to Maxwell Jacob Freeman
0: what are your thoughts Dutch on Adam Cole as a performer as well
2: he's a great he's a great performer he does look like crap he looks like he sat at McDonald's all day long. And eat French fries and damn the Big Macs drank coats. He looks like a good worker. I don't know, but I'm not I'm not a fan of his. So but I would think that Hangman Page, like Sid said, I think your champion is MJF. Is that his name? Yeah. I think he's the one that is good. And I think that once he gets it, I think you'll see you'll see him take off again. See, he's a he's a star. He's already a star. So and if WWE was still in the business of making stars, he could move right over and go right up the ladder. How, how but he's not that big, is he? How big is
1: he? Nah, that that might be the only thing that hurts yeah. him as far as like his. He's like five, five five
2: ten, five nine or something.
1: I think he's built that he like, six, one sixty. Too, but yeah, he's like I probably 5'11, 5'10. Like 5, 5, 5,
2: yeah, yeah, okay. But I like him because he's a heel 24/7. 24/7, that's the way we used to have to be all the time because the fans would see you places. So if you were real friendly to him, if you were a heel, they would tell their friends, Oh, he's a nice guy, blah blah blah. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to be a diabolical bastard you got to be one at all, at all times. So, But I, Jimmy Hart told me, no, he's friendly to everybody. I said, well, why are you? Real? He said, hey, I'm not working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't blame you since you put it like that.
0: We, Jimmy we got Hart em- used
2: to have a saying. Sometimes I call people poopy, which sounds stupid. But that was Jimmy Hart's favorite line. When you got to punch him in a match, right when you grabbed his hair and, and, and geared him in, he would say, I love you poopy. Now who could hit a guy hard that you just been called poopy. So, and I, oh no, that might make I, me I love you. I love hit to
0: harder. <laughs> I think that make me hit him harder to be completely honest with you. We're gonna you're gonna get <laughs> oh, your you boy couldn't empty.
2: hit Jimmy. You couldn't hit Jimmy harder. You know? <laughs> Lawler broke his leg, did all kind of stuff to him. So. Jesus. He said it was an accident, but I don't
0: we're going to get your boy MJF and CM Punk in a dog collar match at AEW Revolution on March the 6th. Dutch, have you ever been in a dog collar match?
2: Uh, maybe once. It's a very hard match to work. Why? Because I didn't, I didn't like it. You know, I, I couldn't get the feel of it. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why in the hell am I here in this damn medieval dog collar match? With a chain and pulling me, and I've been in one. I didn't like it. I didn't even know how you work it. To tell you the truth, I didn't want to. I didn't want to learn. So I think after they saw my first dog dog collar match, they said, "Eh, we might need to take him out of that." It, I've never it, se- I've never seen a good one anyway. Really? What go, What are you gonna do in a dog collar?
0: I I would go back and watch the one and only other match that we've had in AEW with a dog collar match. Was it that good? Was. Well, they worked on it then. Cody and I did one time. I raised my
2: leg like I was urinating, and that's kind of got over.
0: (laughs) Is it just because it's wrapped around the neck? Like, because you've been in like a uh, dangerous,
2: it's dangerous.
0: Yeah,
2: because if you get that, it doesn't take a lot, guys. I'm telling you. And we didn't have trainers, we didn't have doctors, we didn't have anybody around. If you got hurt, you're just on your own. So I never liked it. I never liked being chained together either. I never liked that either. (sighs) I just never quite got it.
0: We all have our issues in life, Dutch. It's okay.
2: Well, that's it. Change your mind. Especially when I was in jail that time.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh wait a minute. Did I say that? I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean uh, to bring that up. That's a story for another night. Uh, let's get to what one of my favorite bookings of the entire night. Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs. This Whoa. was basically an extended squash match. Like There were a couple little spots in there that Dante got some offense in. Maybe a little bit of hope at the end. But this was Powerhouse Hobbs just beating the ever-loving hell out of him and getting a big win to get into the uh, face of the Revolution ladder match uh, at Revolution. As he should I, have. I love how this match is shaking out. There is a lot of beef for a ladder match so far with Keith Lee,
1: Powerhouse Hobbs, who is Wardlow. Or low so Big far. meaty men ladder match. I can't <laughs> wait. They they are they are competing with each other off tossing their opponents in the hair across the ring. Even powerhouse Hobbs thrown in the little Keith Lee uh, during that. Powerhouse Hobbs says so much charisma during his matchups, and you could see him improving each and every match i thought that this was a really good match here like dante martin you said is brief but his his offense always stands out in the match even if it was just a few moves it always is amazing and that springboard twisting dive to the outside i was just amazed about that i was like yo dante martin is one of the best high flyers in the world, but I'm glad that powerhouse Hobbs won this one because Hobbs needed this win. Uh, he's earned it. He really started from like the bottom of AEW starting on AEW dark, working his way, getting onto team Taz kind of being the muscle of team Taz. But this is like the most, like the probably his biggest win yet. Really. Uh, yeah. When you think about it, getting into the face of the revolution ladder match.
0: I put this poll question out on my Twitter. Right now, 75% to 25% in favor of Keith Lee. Who would win in a human chucking contest, Keith Lee or
1: Powerhouse Hobbs? Keith Lee. Definitely Keith Lee. A human
0: what? A human chucking contest. What is that? When you're chucking a human being across the ring. See, here's the thing. Powerhouse Hobbs got more distance off of Dante Martin. But Keith Lee got the air, and I think it's the air that makes it more impressive. Yes. Well, he got exactly. the
2: air because the guy helped him, right? Yeah. But the guy helped.
0: Him, but the guy, our that, I, I
2: swear, they do the bill wrong. You're talking about the bill, right across the room. Yeah. yeah. They hook him right here. That's the worst place to hook him. I did that one time, old timer. He slapped the crap out of me. He got back, dressed to him. He said, "This is what you do it. You run your arm there like a hip toss, and you take a step out. Then if the guy go, now you got all this power to throw it." I guarantee you, if uh, Lee did that, he would throw the guy out of the ring. And that's what, but that's what uh, the performance center teaches. They teach bills wrong, and you don't see many of them anyway. And they teach arm drags wrong. There was an old wrestler named Gypsy Joe that used to take the sharpest arm drags I have ever seen in my life.
1: New Jack almost killed him.
2: Yeah, he did, but, <laughs> but let me tell you, Joe then was about 60-something, and he was still getting up. Yes, he was. Back in the day, Joe would have beat the living crap out of him, seriously. Yeah, he would But, but New Jack
1: would have pulled out a shank and probably stabbed him.
2: Well, he, <laughs> he could have got stabbed. I think Joe would have took it away from Uncle him Drone. and stabbed him. <laughs> Joe's tough. Brother, very, very tough. Good guy. And he, he died in, in, in a sad shape, but, but he was really, really a good guy. And uh, he, he, he shouldn't have done that to Gypsy anyway. He should have had more respect for him. So, but anyway.
0: what is the performance that are, teach wrong about the arm drags?
2: Well, they, they teach arm to arm. Now, it used to be, if you teach arm to arm, a lot of those mats were were loose, and weren't. if you slipped and did, you could break an arm. I've seen several several guys break their arm on it because they didn't know how to do it. Best way to take an arm drag: if you walk into it, if you're taking it, put it on the back of his neck, and all the guys you've got to lay down. Boom. Nobody's exposed. No body part is going to get hurt. But if you're waiting for that, now he's got to get under and you got to go over. But here, all he does is lay down and you just follow your arm. Yeah. Boom. That's what Gypsy told me. He taught me that. I said, well, that's why they look so good. So I started, that's the way I do them now. I mean, that's the way I did them like
0: 200 years ago. I'd love I to see you give Sid an arm drag. Give who? Sid.
2: Give Sid an arm Sid, drag. Sid Vicious. <laughs> Oh, Sid! This guy
1: said, "I want to give you a. I, I want to give you an arm drag. You want to give me an arm? I drag couldn't even. Than, I couldn't. I couldn't even lay down. You want to give me an arm drag more than Sid Justice? He might pull some scissors out on you.
2: Oh my God! Uh, you didn't. You don't know the whole story on that.
1: I know enough. <laughs> so what happened i we don't got time for that we, we oh, no, yeah, we're
2: already get into it we're get into it. hey we started an hour earlier so what the hell i know i was looking forward to getting to bed sooner
1: exactly um, well no you're good? the
2: one been talking i'm gonna i'm gonna like write a note to sports kida that they need to silence you a little more right like, that Instead of a dog collar, they need a they need a damn tape on your mouth a little bit. Muzzle. And then you, yeah. when you talk, you pull it off and then put it back on.
0: Gotcha. See. I read you. Well, I'm clear. I probably will get that note in the morning. Rick, shut the hell up and let Dutch Oh, talk. yeah. Read your emails.
2: Yeah. I, I'm burning sure you, buddy.
0: I sure do. Sid, you're, like you're
2: okay. Thank but you. This, this well. guy here, this Rick guy, this bingo lover,
0: you're going to get it. Looked, you know who looked like a million dollars lover. tonight? <laughs> you know who looked like a million dollars tonight jade cargill in that riddler outfit sans bat batman forever she pulls off that look a hell of a lot better than jim carrey does that's for damn i I think she will in the sports kita who's the best i think uh yeah i think she may win it yeah there's a lot of different uh, categories that are coming up. Uh, we're, the voting is going on now through the end of the month. We you, an you're All-Star welcome, Richie. You.
2: I brought it up first. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs>
2: that was Rick's job. Yeah, he was waiting for it. Yep.
0: I just like things to come naturally, right? So you're the one who, who brought it up. Uh, there's an all-star panel for the uh, inaugural Sports Kid Wrestling Awards going on. Who's all, who's all on that? Uh, Dutch I, don't, Mantel. I don't even know. Dutch Mantel's is part of it. Booker T is part of it. Renee Perquet uh i believe jbl is in there as well there's i keep seeing more and more uh celebrity uh, pickers uh, out there i believe vince russo is part of that as well um you guys yeah. can vote now until the end of the month just check out our facebook or twitter feeds it's all over there or go to sportskeeda.com as well uh make sure to get your votes in before the winners are decided uh, again we had the wrestling observer awards that came out today everybody was losing their damn minds over those
1: uh, which... I want people to get upset with, like, um, with like Vince Russo and Dutch for the votes of the people that voted on the Sports Keto Awards. Like, people get mad at Dave Meltzer for the people that voted on the Wrestling Observer Awards. Like, you people have to realize before you get angry that you have to realize you have to get angry at 10,000 people before you get angry at Dave Meltzer. <laughs> just want to let you know.
0: You have nobody to, to blame but you yourselves. Like, oh. Yes. Nobody to blame but yourselves. Uh, Serena Deeb squashed a, uh, another local competitor tonight. Always great to see Serena on the uh, show, though. And then we got our main event tonight. Uh, we started talking about to open the show. We'll close the show with it. Jay White defeating Trent Beretta. Again, Trent just looks phenomenal since coming back. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Sid. He's, he's quickly turned into the workhorse of AEW Rampage. And then your boy, Hook. Uh, obviously, is the uh, the face of rampage, but this this to me was about Jay White tonight. This is my first really good look at him, and he's impressive. I like
1: him. I like he's him. He's Australian, lot. right? Yes, New Zealand. New Zealand.
2: I thought Australia was locked down. I
1: guess he, well, got, he, he, he slipped. he's been out. he's been he's been in a well he was first in Japan during the uh, first part of the pandemic, and then yep. he came over here to the United States.
0: Okay. Well, what else we got to talk about? Anything uh, crazy you think is going to happen at Elimination Chamber tomorrow, Dutch? Noon, noon start time. Is this one of the more predictable pay-per-views? Aren't they all? Kind of?
2: It is.
1: Are you going to watch the show tomorrow, Dutch? Of course. Sure I
2: will. I'll be right up there, buddy. (laughs) I'll be right in front of that TV like this and saying, I told them, I tried to tell them. How long is it? How long is it?
1: Probably like four hours.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, no, I won't watch it.
0: (laughs) No way. I'll wait for you
2: guys to break it down because that's your job.
0: This thing is going to go two and a half hours because we got eight matches and three of these things are going to be under five minutes.
1: You know, I thought the same thing about the last pay-per-view and then I was on a watch-along for three and a half hours and I missed the first hour, ladies and gentlemen.
2: For how long? Two and a half hours with the watch. For three
1: a- for three and a half hours on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We're doing a watch along tomorrow for Elimination Chamber. Hopefully, I'm not on there for four hours because I'm gonna start at the start of the show this time, and I don't want to be on camera for four hours.
0: I, I think Sid, I'm telling you right now, this this bad boy is gonna be over. I'm gonna get I'm gonna take a guess. At Mark two- it down, Sid. Mark it down uh, 258. This thing is gonna be over. At two fifty eight.
1: I hope you're right. For I hope you're start. right
0: too. I hope because right. Roman and Goldberg. Okay, we got to count entrances here. Shit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and, and, them, Roman's, and en- lowered- Roman's entrance is going to be ten minutes. Goldberg is going to be eight Video minutes. Packages. Package be- Video packages. Video yeah. packages. Lowering the elimination yeah. chamber. Bringing the elimination chamber up. Laura in the Elimination Chamber again. Let like You have to realize that this is going to go four hours. There's and so much filler in WWE. God dang it.
2: Yeah. And then right they right. got a zero in on, on Paul Heyman doing mm-hmm. his orgasmic period. Yep. While he just standing next to Roman. What if he just started shivering? <laughs> He's a, I think, think people started shaking get...
0: his hips like Elvis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, there's a movie coming out about Elvis.
0: I saw that. Yeah, got me. Some, hey, got serious,
2: be, uh, the guy, the guy kind of nailed Elvis a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love the trailer. Uh, g- gave Tom me some Hanks
2: is a Colonel Parker.
0: Yeah, gave me some that thing you do vibes. Another uh, Tom Hanks movie where he's uh, managing an act. But, you know, it is what it is. So <laughs> probably see it when it comes out on streaming. All right. We've been we've been jibber jabbering uh, enough. Sid, tell them where, where the fine folks can find you. What you got going on?
1: uh true hill heat youtube channel go over there subscribe uh right now i think uh, we got an impact no surrender preview show that's up you can hear our picks for the show tomorrow we're doing a live watch along for elimination chamber at 12 p.m eastern time for no surrender at 8 p.m eastern time so go over there and subscribe on sunday we're doing elimination chamber review show and for everything else true heel SP three on the Twitter machine and believe in pro wrestling podcast. Check it out. Me and Rick every single week. That's what you got going on.
2: I'm going to join the, the believe pro wrestling podcast. Mm.
0: What is that? Yeah. Is, that a, is that a podcast? Yes. Is, is it a podcast? Yes. How long,
2: how long is it?
0: Uh, we each episodes, uh, usually, uh, an let's hour. see, hour, an hour. hour five. Okay. Yeah. I haven't five. listened to it yet,
2: but I'm going to, Monday you can email Thursday. me at Dirty Dutch Mantel at gmail or find me on Twitter, DirtyDMantel at at Twitter. And uh, I got to get verified. I never quite got around to you it. should
1: be verified. Maybe I should be, be, but
2: I've heard all kinds of horror stories about it. So I need yeah, somebody to I'm help me. Anybody can help me get verified. Let me know.
0: I'm 0 for 7 right now. I'm going to try to get here soon.
2: You're 0 for 7 for yeah, what? I-
0: I've tried to get verified seven times, and they've denied me seven times. Have they really? Yes. I don't know why.
2: Well, if you'd be a little more friendly to WWE. I mean, I've been... If i I would a little more friendly, they could help you a little
0: I bit. I work for three verified news outlets, two of them national. Fake news. I have been published in three other verified outlets, but for some damn reason, none of that is good enough for me myself to get the check mark.
1: It is infuriating i don't really don't know how to go through that process I don't <laughs> that how'd you really
2: get weird. verified sid i
1: didn't i didn't care i don't i'm not verified i, I literally didn't have, i didn't so, have you know, a twitter wait, this wait time minute, last what year are
2: we independent here we did we're not with anybody we don't have a blue check we're just damn um,
1: immigrants be, in
2: the podcasting world to be <laughs> fair i are. didn't
1: have a twitter this time last year i was uh, uh, true hill he had one but i didn't
0: no
2: you didn't okay <laughs>
0: And he's already running down my follower count. He's right on my damn heels. Follow him at True Heel SP3. Follow him at Dirty D Mantel. Follow me at Rick Uchino. And please, yes, subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast that is spelled D-L-E-A-V. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, you got a Push shot. At, you got a shot at winning $50 to shop AEW. If we get to 500 subscribers by March 6th, I'm going to double it to $100. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing to subscribe. Nothing to subscribe. You get four shows a week between me, uh, me and Sid uh, every Monday through Thursday. And then we try to do something special this Friday. We uh, today actually uh, we put out our Elimination Chamber preview show with John Alba of Ad Free Shows. Uh, Watch that now. Right now, if you want more wrestling talk, we did a full 51 minutes trivia a whole nine yards really good show up there now uh got an interview with santos escobar that dropped this week and next week uh sid is going to be talking to hammerstone from uh, mlw so that'll be going up uh, midweek got a ton more that's going to be coming up to the channel so again it's b-l-e-a-b make sure to subscribe the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube channel or just listen to us anywhere podcasts are found literally anywhere, anywhere. all right sid you got to close the show because i don't have access to anything today
1: So, everyone, we will see you next week back at our regular time, 11.05 p.m. It's time for Dutch, for Rick. It is me, it is me, your true real phenom, SP3. And this has been Smag Talk.